You're listening to a Powetcast, an audio netcast from Powet TV. P O W E T dot TV. Chell it. Welcome back to the final episode of this netcast. Well, the final episode with new material, anyway. There will still be six more episodes. My popular request, we're going to retransmit or re-netcast Fitz 1 through 6 Sans commentary. Bare bones. Naked, if you will. So if you really want your guy without us fussing about it every week, here's your chance. This week we're bringing to you the original Not Them Productions version of Fit the First, recorded by Tom, Colin, and Keith, for one of Tom's classes, as he mentioned back in episode one. Thanks to everyone who supported this, our first podcast. I don't know if I've stressed it enough throughout this process, but we put a lot of time and effort into our show notes, greatly adding to the content we discuss every week. Just last week we had information about Towel Day. The week before that, we had links for information about Douglas Adams' involvement in Doctor Who, even links to purchase the episodes we mentioned. Also of interest is the illustrated 20th anniversary edition of the Infocom game based on the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. We have a lot of cool stuff like this over at Power TV, so don't hesitate to check it out. Also next week is the premiere of the Famicom Dojo video netcast. For the next several months, we'll be running through the remastered versions of all our Season 1 material. Later this fall, we'll switch it up with the premiere of Season 2, with full episodes exclusive to the netcast. So, without further ado, we bring you the Not Done Productions prototype version of Fit the First. As always, check out the show notes at Power TV and stick around for videos on all your video game, toy, comic book, and other geek needs. Enjoy. This is the story of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, perhaps the most remarkable, certainly the most successful book ever to come out of the great publishing corporations of Ursa Minor. More popular than Celestial Home Care Omnibus, better selling than 53 more things to do in zero gravity, and more controversial than Ulan Kalufid's trilogy of philosophical blockbusters, Where God Went Wrong, Some More of God's Greatest Mistakes, and Who Is This God Person Anyway? To tell the story of the book, it is best to tell the story of some of the minds behind it. One of them was a human from the planet Earth. His name is Arthur Dent. He is currently lying in front of a bulldozer, more concerned about the imminent destruction of his house than the imminent destruction of the planet it is on. Come off it, Mr. Dent. You can't win, you know. There's no point lying in front of the path of progress. I've gone off the idea of progress. It's overrated. But you must realize that you can't lie in front of the bulldozer indefinitely. I'm game. We'll see who rusts first. I'm afraid you're going to have to accept it. This bypass has got to be built. It's going to be built. Nothing you can say or do. Why has it got to be built? What do you mean? Why does it have to be built? It's a bypass. You've got to build bypasses. Didn't anyone consider the alternatives? There aren't any alternatives. Look, you were quite entitled to make any suggestions or protests at the appropriate time. (laughs) Appropriate time. First time I knew about it was yesterday when a workman arrived at the door. I asked if he'd come to wash the windows, and he said no, he'd come to demolish the house. Didn't tell me straight away, of course, no. First he washed a few windows and charged me a fiver for it. Then he told me. But, Mr. Dent, the plans have been in the planning office for the last nine months. Yes, and how many average members of the public are in the habit of going down to the local planning department for an evening? It's not exactly a noted social venue, is it? And even if you dropped by on the off chance that some raving bureaucrat wanted to knock your house down, the plans weren't immediately obvious to the eye, were they? That depends on where you were looking. I eventually had to go down to the cellar. Well, that's the display department. With a torch. Ah, the lights had probably gone. So had the stairs. But you found it, didn't you? Ah, yes, it was on display at the bottom of a locked filing cabinet, stuck in a disused lavatory with a sign on the door saying, Beware of the Leopard. Have you ever thought of going into advertising? It's not as if it's a particularly nice house. I happen to rather like it. 
Mr. Dent? Hello, yes. Do you have any idea how much damage this bulldozer would suffer if I had it roll straight over you? How much? None at all. None at all is exactly how much suspicion the ape descendant, Arthur Dent, had that one of his closest friends was not from Guildford, as he had previously claimed, but was in fact from a small planet somewhere in the vicinity of Beetlejuice. His name is Ford Prefect, and in 35 seconds he will enter our story and say, Hello, Arthur. The ape descendant will greet him in return, but in deference to a million years of evolution, will not attempt to pick fleas off him. Earthmen are not proud of their ancestors and never invite them round to dinner. Hello, Arthur. Ford, hi. How are you? Uh, fine. Um, look, have you... are you busy? Well, I've just got all these bulldozers and things to lie around in front of, but otherwise, no, not especially. Why? There's a pub down the road. Let's have a drink and we can talk. Look, you don't understand. Mr. Dent, we're waiting. Ford, that man wants to knock my house down. Well, can't he do that whilst you're away? But I don't want him to. Well, just ask him to wait till you get back. Ford! Arthur, will you please listen to me? I'm not fooling. I've got to tell you the most important thing you've ever heard. I've got to tell you now, and I've got to tell you in that pub there. Why? Because you're going to need a very stiff drink. Now, just trust me. (sighs) Fine, I'll see what I can do, but it better be good. Hello, Mr. Prosser! Yes, Mr. Dent, have you come to your senses yet? Can we, for the moment, assume for the moment that I haven't? Well... And can we also assume that I'll be staying put here until you go away? So? So you could be standing around here all day doing absolutely nothing. Could be. Well, if you're resigned to standing around all day doing nothing, you don't actually need me here all this time, do you? Well, no, not as such. So I was thinking perhaps you could just take it as read that I'm actually here and I could slip off down to the pub for a half an hour. How does that sound to you? Well, that sounds, uh... Very reasonable, I think, Mr. Dent. I'm sure that we don't actually need you here the whole time. We can just hold up our end of the confrontation. And if you want to pop off for a quick one later yourself, we can always cover for you in return. Oh, thank you, yes. That's fine, Mr. Dent. Very kind. And, of course, it goes without saying that you don't try and knock my house down while I'm away. What? Good Lord, no, Mr. Dent. The mere thought hadn't begun to speculate about the merest possibility of crossing my mind. Do you think we can trust him? Myself, I'd trust him to the end of the earth. Yes, but how far's that? About twelve minutes. Come on, I need a drink. By drink, Ford Prefect meant alcohol. The Encyclopedia Galactica describes alcohol as a colorless, volatile liquid formed by the fermentation of sugars, and also known as its intoxicating effect on certain carbon-based life forms. Six pints of better. And quickly, please, the world's about to end. Oh, yes, sir. Nice weather for it. Going to watch the match this afternoon? No, no point. Foregone conclusion that, you reckon, sir? Arsenal without a chance? No, it's just that the world's going to end. Oh, yes, sir. So you said. Lucky escape for Arsenal if it did. No, not really. There you are, sir. Six pints. I keep the change. What? For more fiver? Thank you, sir. you got five minutes left to spend it. Ford, would you please tell me what the hell is going on? I think I'm beginning to lose my grip on the day. Drink up. You've got three pints to get to. Three? At lunchtime? Time is an illusion. Lunchtime, doubly so. Oh, that's very deep. You should send that into the Reader's Digest. They have a page for people like you. Drink up. Why three pints? Muscle relaxant. You're going to need it. Did I do something wrong today, or has the world always been like this, and I've just been too wrapped up in myself to notice? All right, I'll try to explain. How long have we known each other, Arthur? Five years, maybe six. Most of it seemed to make some sort of sense at the time. All right. How would you react if I said I'm not from Guildford after all, but from a small planet somewhere in the vicinity of Beetlejuice? 
I don't know. Why? Do you think that's the sort of thing you're likely to say? Drink up. The world's about to end. This must be a Thursday. I never could get the hang of Thursdays. What's that? Don't worry. They haven't started yet. Oh, oh good. It's probably just your house being like... What? It hardly makes a difference at this stage. My God, it is! What the hell are they doing? We had an agreement! Let them have their fun. Damn you and your fairy stories. They're smashing up my home. Stop, you vandals, you homewreckers, you half-crazed Visigoths. Stop, will you? Arthur, come back. It's pointless. Hell, I better go after him. Barman, quickly, can you give me just four packets of peanuts? Oh, certainly, sir. There you are, 28 pence. Keep the change. Are you serious, sir? Do you really think the world's going to end this afternoon? Yes, in just over one minute and 35 seconds. Well, isn't there anything we can do? No, nothing. I've always thought that you were meant to lie down and put a paper bag over your head or something. If you like, yes. Will that help? No. Excuse me, I forgot to find my friend. Oh, well then, last orders, please. You pinstripe barbarians, I'll sue the council for every penny it's got. I'll have you hung, drawn, and quartered, whipped, and boiled. I'll chop you into little bits until until you've had enough. Arthur, don't bother. There isn't time. Get over here. There's only ten seconds left. I'll mash you. I'll beat you. I'll beat you to a bloody pulp. I'll grind you into a little... What the hell is that? Arthur, quick, over here. What the hell is it? It's a plate of flying saucers. What do you think it is? Quick, you've got to get hold of this rod. What do you mean, flying saucers? Just that. A Vogon constructor fleet. A what? A Vogon constructor fleet. I picked up news of their arrival a few hours ago on my sub at the radio. Ford, I don't think I can take any more of this. No. I'm just going to go have a little lie no. down over there somewhere. No, just stay here. Keep calm and take hold of this rod. People of Earth, your attention, please. This is the prosthetic Vogon judge of the Galactic Hyperspace Planning Council. As you will no doubt be aware, the plans for the development of the outlying regions of the western spar arm of the galaxy require the building of a hyperspace express route through your star system. And regrettably, your planet is one of those scheduled for demolition. The process will take slightly less than two of the Earth minutes. Thank you very much. There's no point in acting not surprised about it. All the planning charts and demolition orders have been on display at your local plan department in Alpha Centauri for 50 of your Earth years. So you've had plenty of time to lodge any formal complaints. It's far too late to start making a fuss about it now. You're all gonna die! What do you mean you've never been to Alpha Centauri? Oh, for heaven's sake, mankind, it's only four light years away, you know. I'm sorry, but if you can't be bothered to take interest in local affairs, it's your lookout. Energize the demolition beams. Go away right now. A pathetic bloody plant. I have something to do. There was a terrible ghastly silence. There was a terrible ghastly noise. There was a terrible ghastly silence. The Vogon constructor fleet sailed off into the inky void. I brought some peanuts. If you've never been through a matter transference beam before, you've probably lost some salt and protein. The beer you had should have cushioned your system a bit. How are you feeling? Like a military academy. Bits of me keep passing out. If I asked you where the hell we were, would I regret it? We're safe. We're in a small Gallic cabin in one of the spaceships of the Vogon Constructor Fleet. Ah, this is obviously some strange usage of the word safe that I wasn't previously aware of. I'll have a look for the light. All right. How'd we get here? We hitched a left. 
<laughs> Excuse me? Are you trying to tell me that we just stuck our thumbs out and some bug-eyed monster stuck his head out and said, Hi, fellas, hop right in. I can take you as far as the basing stoke roundabout. Well, the thumb's an electronic sub-ether device. The roundabout's at Ballard Star, six light-years away, but otherwise that's more or less right. And the uh, bug-eyed monster? Is green, yes. Fine, when can I go home? You can't. Ah, I found the light. Good grief. Is this really the interior of a flying saucer? It certainly is. What do you think? <laughs> it's a bit squalid, isn't it? What did you expect? I don't know. Gleaming control panels, flashing lights, computer screens, not old mattresses. These are the Dentrasi sleeping quarters. I thought you said they were called Vogons or something. The Vogons run the ship. The Dentrasi are the cooks. They let us on board. I'm confused. Here, have a look at this. What is it? The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's sort of an electronic book. It'll tell you everything you want to know. That's its job. I like the cover. Don't panic. That's the first helpful or intelligible thing anyone's said to me all day. That's why it sells so well. Here, press this button and the screen will give you an index. Several million entries and fast wind through the index 2V, there you are. Vogon Constructor Fleets. Enter the code in the tabulator and read what it says. Vogon Constructor Fleets. Here is what to do if you want to get a lift from a Vogon. Forget it. They are one of the most unpleasant races in the galaxy. Not actually evil, but bad-tempered, bureaucratic, officious, and callous. They wouldn't even lift a finger to save their own grandmothers from the ravenous bug-bladder beast of Troll without orders signed and triplicate, sent in, sent back, queried, lost, found, subjected to public inquiry, lost again, and finally buried in soft peat for three months and then recycled as firelighters. The best way to get a drink out of a Vogon is to stick your finger down his throat, and the best way to irritate him is to feed his grandmother to the ravenous bug-bladder beast of Troll. What a strange book. How do we get the lift, then? That's the point. It's out of date now. I'm doing the field research for the new revised edition of the guide. So, for instance, I will have to include a revision, pointing out that since the Vogons have made so much money being professionally unpleasant, they can now afford to employ Dentrasi cooks, which gives us a rather useful little loophole. But who are the Dentrasi? The best cooks and the best drink mixes, and they don't give a wet slap about anything else. And they will always help hitchhikers aboard. Partly because they like the company, but mostly because it annoys the Vogons. Which is exactly the sort of thing you need to know if you're an impoverished hitchhiker trying to see the marvels of the galaxy for less than 30 Artelian dollars a day. That's my job. Fun, isn't it? It's amazing. Unfortunately, I got stuck on Earth for rather longer than I intended. I came for a week and stranded for 15 years. But how'd you get there in the first place? I got a lift. Ford, I don't know if this sounds like a silly question, but... What am I doing here? Well, you know that. I rescued from the Earth. And what's happened to the Earth? It's been disintegrated. Has it? Yes, just boiled away into space. Look, I'm a bit upset about that. Yes, I can understand. So what do I do? You come along with me and enjoy yourself. You'll need to have this fish in your <laughs> I beg your pardon? <laughs> what the devil is that? Listen, it might be important. What? It's the Vogon captain making an announcement on the PA. But I can't speak Vogon. You don't need to. Just put this fish in your ear. It's only a little one. You should have a good time. Message repeats. This is your captain speaking, so stop whatever you're doing and pay attention. First of all, I see from my instruments that we have a couple of hitchhikers aboard. Hello, everyone. I just want to make it totally clear that you're not at all welcome. I've set up a search party, and as soon as they find you, I'll put you off the ship. If you're very lucky, I might read you some of my poetry flips. Message ends. 
Charming, these Vogons. I wish I had a daughter so I could forbid her to marry one. You wouldn't need to. They've got as much sex appeal as a road accident. And you better be prepared for the jump into hyperspace. It's unpleasantly like being drunk. What's so unpleasant about being drunk? You ask a glass of water. I'll never be cruel to a gin and tonic again. Ford? Yeah? What's this fish doing in my ear? It's translating for you. It's a babble fish. Look it up in a book if you like. Never mind. Ford? Yeah? If you're a researcher for this book thing when you were on Earth, you must have been gathering material on it. Well, I was able to extend the entry a bit, yes. Let me see what it says in this edition. I've just got to see it. It doesn't... It doesn't have an entry. Yes, it does. Down there. See at the bottom of the screen. Just next to Eccentrica Galumbus, the trip of Bessed Hall of Eradicon 6. What? Harmless? Don't worry about it. I managed to rectify that a little bit. And what does it say now? Mostly harmless. Mostly harmless? What was that noise? It was me shouting! No, no shut up. I think we're in trouble. You think we're in trouble? The Dentrassi? No. Those are steel toad boots. Who is it, then? Well, if we're lucky, it's the Vogons coming to throw us in space. And if we're unlucky? The captain will read us some of his poetry first. Tune in next week for the continuation of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. If you would like a copy of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, just send 395 plus 3,478,925,548,112.95 shipping and handling, care of Megadodo Publications, Ursa Minor. Well, there we have it. That is all the time we have left for this netcast. Fit the first producer without them productions, Thomas Martinson, Colin Gunn, and Keith Everson. This netcast produced for Power TV by Sean Orange. Then with some production assistance provided by that'sorange.com. Starting next week, we will be rerunning Fits 1 through 6 without commentary, after which there will be no more episodes produced for the foreseeable future. But be sure to check out our new Famicom Dojo video netcast beginning next week. This is Sean Orange, signing off.